Welcome to the Ticket to the Draft. I'm Logan Paulson. We've got such a fantastic show for you today. It's day two of the Senior Bowl. You know where we're at. We're down here in Mobile. We're giving you all the information you can handle. we got stock up, stock down. Who are, who are rising, who are falling. And then we got PFF Trevor Sikma, head draft analyst in the building, helping us out with what the commanders are going to do it to. But that's not why he's really here. He's here to talk about what we're doing in the second and third rounds. Great insight. That all starts right now. Welcome to the Ticket of the Draft. I'm Logan Paulson. And a reminder, the Ticket of the Draft is presented by SeatGeek, the official primary ticketing partner of your Washington Commanders. And I am here with none other than just a guy, Jason, also known as Producer Jason, for those of you guys who follow the show. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for SeatGeek for getting me the best seat in the house. <laughs> and that's sitting right here with you talking about these prospects for the Washington Commanders. They are really good seats at the stadium. It's a really nice stadium. Uh, what is it? South Alabama? South Alabama. It's very very nice. Very yeah, nice it's stadium. Oddly, I think Zach Selby said this today. It's oddly hot and cold at the same <laughs> at the time. same time. The wind's cold, but that sun is beaten down. Yeah, and how the how'd your battle with the sun go today? It was okay. I got sunburnt pretty bad the first day. So did Rookie I. mistake. Didn't have the uh, sunscreen or the hat. So I put on a hoodie today, yep. which was great because it was kind of cold with the air, and I just kept that hoodie over my head, trying to keep my face. Uh, and my neck underneath that thing. I I, mean, I'm sure I looked weird walking around with like a, <laughs> the only guy with a hoodie on, like head down all the yeah. time. But gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, but I mean that's <clears throat> that's what good veteran veteran players do, right? They adjust. They they don't care what they look like. They just make plays when they gotta make plays. And you made plays today, coach. Yeah, I also hardly ever care what I look like. So that <laughs> that's right into my wheelhouse. Right. Um, so we got a really exciting show for you guys today. We have a very special guest, Trevor Sikama, the lead draft analyst for PFF, is going to join us for the second half of this show. So we're going to keep the beginning of it nice and tight so we get to him and you can get his insight. He does a great job talking about what we can do with the second overall pick. And the thing I like about Trevor is because he does this year-round, he has a really good understanding of who's going to be available at 35, 38 and potentially in the third round we talk about some of those names that are standing out here at the senior bowl with him i mean he's just jason he's like he's a beast dude he's so impressive his name recognition the fact that he can remember all this stuff about these guys like he didn't prep this he just sat down in the seat he said i'm ready to go and just this was the words that came out it was incredible yeah this guy's done a couple of things with us he did some stuff with us at the combine last yeah. year pff has been really good to us as far as like giving us some access uh, to their analysts and uh, some of the stuff that they got over there. It's really nerdy stuff. Yeah. So I know you love it. I love but it. But Trevor himself, like this is all he does. Like year round. He does draft stuff yep. year round. So yeah, he knows these guys up and down. And you're right. We walked up. He's like, yeah, what are we doing? I'm like, we're going to talk commander stuff. And he's like, yeah, that's it. And it was like, Ready it's to a go. Great conversation. Yep. 23 minutes. A ton of guys that we talk about. Yep. Um, I was like, I was just enthralled with your guys' conversation because as a former player yeah. talking with like a guy that this is what he does is just evaluate players. Yeah. Like seeing you two have that back and forth conversation was really good. I'm going to listen to it again when this <laughs> podcast comes out. I'm going to listen to that whole conversation again because a lot of good names in there, a lot of possibilities for Washington that uh, is pretty exciting. Yeah, and we have so much respect for him. We all listen to his podcast, the NFL Stock Exchange podcast, and that's on there too. Give it a plug because he does a great job. Speaking of stock. Stock up. And stop down today, right? That's what we're yep, going to do? That's what we're going to do. So let's do a little bit of housekeeping. A little bit of housekeeping. And then uh, we're going to play some stock up, stock down for today. You're going to tell me stock went up today. 
guys whose stock went down and then we'll hit you up with the Trevor Sickman interview. Yeah, and I usually don't like doing that, but I think the fun thing about this senior bowl so far is that they've been there's been so many guys who've done such a good job. And Trevor, Trevor Sikama talked about that in the interview where he was like, it's just such a fun group because everyone's playing good football. And I feel really good about that. So it was hard for me to find stock down guys. We found a couple. But housekeeping, let's do that real quick. So on a fun housekeeping note, Sone Vake from Utah, the safety number 34, who weighed in at 220 pounds and has like the fastest GPS time, second fastest GPS time for a defensive back here. When we watched this film, Jason, obviously very dynamic coverage player, like amazing coverage player. Like it's it's almost mesmerizing watching him because he can just match stuff so well. His footwork's excellent. Not the most physical tackler, but actually did some good stuff with that today. He actually, his running back film in college is really, really good. Like he had 10 catches against USC. He rushed for over 100 yards against Cal. And he does it like as like, spot duty so I was like really really the football nerd me was hoping that he would run some routes today and he ran some routes today and looked awesome so that was just kind of a fun thing you got a two-way player here and it was great that they gave him an opportunity to cover the tight ends and then he'd come over after that rep and run routes against the cornerbacks and the safeties which was which was pretty cool so that was kind of fun you, you sent me a text about him at like I, one in the morning I did yeah and you're like dude check out this safeties <laughs> halfback highlights yes and um my question is like it he's so good at both yeah what do you do with a guy like him because he says safety on yeah. everything here yeah but like that's like a high school thing yeah to be like an quote-unquote you're just an athlete yeah and you play everywhere like what is an how does an nfl team evaluate him <sighs> what do you play him at that's a great question because he's he is really good at safety. Again, not the best tackler in the whole world, but dynamic near the line of scrimmage, really good blitzer. His coverage stuff is awesome. He's got his footwork and his acceleration are are just that elite. You know, we talk about superpowers. That's his superpower. And so you're like, he's a he's a pretty good safety. He's a pretty good safety because he's such a good coverage player. And he's and he's good and he's a good blitzer attacking line of scrimmage. Again, the tackling leaves something to be desired. When you watch his running back stuff, like I think I sent this to you, he he reminds me of like, and this is I know a very gaudy comp for a guy that plays safety, but he reminds me of Christian McCaffrey, like his ability to run a choice route, to put his foot in the ground, to change direction, to beat linebackers on wheel routes. So to me, that's like such a valuable skill. The way he catches the football, he catches the football at a really high level too. So that's such a valuable skill set. Like for me, I'm like, if you have him in the room, especially with how important offensive football is on third down. I'm pretty sure if you have an innovative offensive coach, you could give him a package. Be like, hey, man, these are our third down plays this week. Let's make sure we're really dialed in on these in addition to the defense. And because, he, again, he creates such a good mismatch versus line. Like he, was card, he was guarded today in the slot as a receiver by a cornerback today. And he ran a choice route and he made the guy almost fall down. And I just was like, that as an offensive player, maybe this is my bias, is too valuable not to find a way to utilize. And I hate two-way players in the NFL. I hate two-way players in college. I'm making an exception here because I think he's that talented as, as a route runner and as a runner. Is he the best running back at the Senior Bowl if he decided to be uh, just that position? That's, or, that's like, a great. Where does he rank? That's a great you question. Have, you have the USC guy uh, Lloyd, Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, Marshawn Lloyd. He Marsh looks really good. So is he like right there with him? Like how good are we talking? So you make a Christian McCaffrey. Comparison. So I think the thing about him is he does have this home run ability, right? He's got a home run ability that Marshawn Lloyd doesn't have. Marshawn Lloyd's explosive. He catches the football well. He is like the most solid average running back here. Like he's excellent, but you know, 
I like the opportunity for explosive plays that um, that Vaki provides. And Vaki reminds me a lot of the New Hampshire running back. Um, his name escapes me at the moment. Laub, I think is how you say his last name. He he is, again, they're very, very similar. Both guys kind of built the same. Laub's like 210 pounds, runs the choice well, can beat you on a wheel. To me, I kind of classify those guys together. But the thing about Vaki is he's 10 pounds heavier and plays a little bit stronger. So I'm kind of like... Yeah, like if that's your best pass catching back here, that um, the Laub guy from New Hampshire, who again is who has had a really solid first day, very explosive. We didn't talk about him yesterday, very explosive. But I think Vaki is in that same category. And and again, to have your best pass catching back play safety, also, I feel like you, and especially in the twenty twenty two NFL, you got to find a way to get that guy in the field. So. That's one housekeeping thing. Really excited about that. The other things are kind of less exciting. They're kind of sad, actually. So Trevor Keegan, um, offensive guard from Michigan, had a pretty solid day yesterday. I think is a is going to be a starting caliber guard in the NFL. Got hurt yesterday. Did not practice today in the first in the first practice. So that's kind of a bummer. Johnny Wilson, he came out today for the second practice. And Jason, I mean, I think we said this while we were watching him. He looked like he was ready to have a fantastic day. Came out and was uncoverable in one-on-ones did a great job and then something happened uh he was kind of pointing to his ribs he was pointing to his ribs yesterday so it might have been a pre-existing injury i know that's something he had from the season so i don't know if it's fully cleared up and basically they took him in the locker room after one-on-ones he was doing some special team stuff that we were kind of making fun of him because he didn't participate in it but apparently he's kneeled down with an injury when the locker room really um probably one of my biggest bummers is that because i really want i was he kind of was felt like he was ready for a big day didn't happen and then um jackson Ber- uh, berman uh, berman there we go um, is also out with an ankle injury so anytime people get hurt at the senior bowl it's always kind of a bummer because they're there especially the guys that were playing well like johnny was had a good start to the day um trevor keegan yesterday looked like again a starting caliber guard so that's always kind of a bummer when those guys uh get hurt and have to leave the field so yeah bad. we hope that they get healthy yeah we'll be at the combine Hope to yeah. see them there, completely yeah. healthy, yeah. Um, especially Wilson. I really want to see him. Just, like, just when he does stuff, when he yeah. does stuff, it's like, like he ran a route today, and I, I know we're not going to talk about this too much because I don't want to overvalue, you know, five one on ones. But for a man who's six six, two forty, and with thirty five inch arms, he ran a route, an out route from the slot gave a false acceleration like a false indicator the db stopped his feet he reversed the db the db opened his hips and then he just did another you know 90 degree cut and caught the ball like effortlessly and for a man of that size to have that kind of route running acumen in his bag is pretty special so you want to i want to see special freaky guys and so it's unfortunate that he's out so in some ways Stock down for us because we don't get to see him. Yeah, yeah, you and Trevor talk about him later we in do. the interview and talk about that body type and how NFL teams could use him, how yeah. Washington could use him. Right. Um, so stick around for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, probably not a tight end, but we'll talk about that more with Trevor Sikama. So let's start with stock up, right? So we were talking about receivers. And really the receivers in this in – this, any practice – um, you know, McConkley, you know, and name your guy. If you're a fan of a guy, name a guy. Jason, you got a guy you're a fan of? Uh, Jamari Thrash. Uh, great. Look today. Awesome. Look great today. They're all a little bit on the small side, right? So, um, you know, outside of, uh, you know, Johnny Wilson's a big guy, but, you know, 
Jaquan Jackson, small guy, excellent. Uh, Jamari Thras had an excellent day today. Lad McConkney, small guy, excellent football player. Ricky Pearsaw, a little bit bigger, right? But still kind of a slot guy. Jacob Cowing, very small. Roman Wilson, very small, very fast. And then um, obviously you've got, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I forgot this guy. Um, Malachi Corley, who's also a small guy, very explosive, kind of Debo From Western Kentucky, Debo Samuelish. But the problem is, is we're as evaluators for the Commanders, is we're like they all kind of feel like receivers we already have on the roster. You know, like yeah, that's the thing when watching them, they look so good. But yeah. then you sit back and you go, but you have Jahan, yeah, who is also really good. Yeah, and and, ter- and Terry also, and they're all kind of built in that same mold. So we. You know, we were kind of thinking like, well, what do you want? And you want to kind of build that basketball team. And so a guy that stuck out today, you know, had a tough day yesterday, but a guy that stuck out today was Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. And he just is built bigger than everybody out there. Like him and uh, Johnny Wilson were standing next to each other. And it, he looks like a linebacker next to Johnny Wilson, who looks like this angular basketball player type guy. And I just think like his physicality, his explosiveness. And so yesterday we were worried because he never was in sync with the quarterback. But Spencer Rattler had a little bit better day today, got some balls completed and looked like looked like that guy could potentially that could be the kind of that explosive, more physical, contested catch guy. Not the most polished route runner of all time, but again, got a lot of horsepower in that engine. Think Think like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown's body. Like that's what you're kind of thinking there, right? Just a ton of horsepower, not always going in the right direction. You know, maybe um, his brakes don't work really well all the time, but I actually saw some really good snap downs today. And he just is a big physical dude that gets you excited. The other guy that I think just as an honorary mention for this kind of stock up segment is uh, Javon Baker from um, Central Florida. And he is just one of the most shifty, route runners, most savvy route runners, makes guys look silly, makes contested catches, catches the ball away from his body. He feels like he's 6'1", 215, bigger guy, you know, but creates great separation with awesome routes. And so those two guys kind of stuck out as guys that stock just keeps going up every day. And we're not talking about Brendan Rice here because Brendan Rice is... I think everyone knows who he is. He's been very consistent the first two days. And uh, Devontae Walker, I think these guys are just a little bit more like... Like gets a little bit more physical, and Javon Baker runs better routes. So that's why those guys are on the list as opposed to those other guys. What keeps sticking out is how good this wide receiver class Dude. is. I mean, it looks like you could close your eyes, throw a dart, and you're gonna you could hit right a really really good wide receiver. Yeah. It's so deep, and we're not even talking about you know the Marvin Harrisons oh. and the Malik Neighbors, right? These guys, Romo Dunze, who yeah. are not here, and they're like they're incredible too yeah just a a really deep wide receiver class which how does that make evaluating cbs cb so that's kind of a really interesting talking point too because in the first in the first practice today so i guess what is that that's the um that's that's the the national 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 team right a in one-on-ones a ball like didn't hit the ground for the longest time and so then all of a sudden, like um, Hartman, the, the corner from Notre Dame, who's 6'3", 205 pounds, um, Cam, Hart, Cam Hart, excuse me, um, gets an interception. And you're like, oh, like, how did that happen? And you, you see him be physical with Devontae Walker at the line of scrimmage and run the route for him. You're like, great. And then you kind of say, oh, what about um, uh, Mitchell, uh, the guy from, uh, where is he from, Toledo? And he's in these contested catch situations. He's knocking the ball out of people's hands. And you say... 
even though these receivers are running routes at such a high level, those guys have flashed from a competitive standpoint in a way that other guys haven't. So I think that's where, like, I would I would say those guys are stock up, but they've been good both days. So they're not, uh, you know, they're they're if you're looking for DB info, like those guys have been good both days and they stood out. So um, yes, but in terms of in terms of what you're like, maybe this is your point. In terms of guys that have been stocked down in this situation, a guy that's really struggled is uh Kalen King from Penn State. And he is uh he just he just looks out of out of water a little bit. You know, kind of no matter who he's going against, no matter who the style is, he's got there's a ton of space, you know, kind of like those other guys, um Hart and uh and uh, Mitchell they're con- everything's contested They're they're fighting for every inch and then when king's up there there's a ton of space he's stumbling over his feet he doesn't have the speed to get down the field he just looks really looks really out of water and so that's why to me he just looks um you know like again stocked down over the last two days and I, I, you know he was a guy that was talked about last year as potentially being a first round pick this year he regressed a little bit and i think you're seeing him struggle a little bit at the at the senior bowl and i had a coach tell me one time never over overvalue a senior bowl week compared to the film but for me after seeing this kind of performance here it's really hard for me to be like you know maybe the the film is something different than i saw because i feel like this is a really good representation of who he is right so i'm scared to give analysis but you know i'm a penn state fan. yeah you, well, you watch a lot right? of penn state i watch every penn state game um i'm married into that <laughs> and uh but he he's good right yeah. like i like him i told you that i like him yeah the thing that he had a tr- trouble with just as a guy mm-hmm. watching it right just jag jason watching on saturdays was he was physical yeah it was instinctive did not have that top end yeah, speed. Yeah, and you see that and, here. Yeah, and that's it sticks out right yeah. here. Like the first, I would say, five to ten yards, he's right up on guys. Yeah. That separation isn't quite there. And then there's a cut. There's a foot in the ground with a receiver. That top end speed gets going, and, and he's just – he just falls behind. Yeah. So, you know, as much as everyone, there's been a lot of optimism around around the senior bowl. You know, like, there's a lot of good football players. There are guys that haven't quite looked the part. And I'd say he's he's one of them. But let's do another. I hope he turns it around tomorrow. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I mean, there's another day that I, uh, another opportunity. And we want those guys to do well because it makes more it's more fun to talk about guys that do well. So all right, let's mm-hmm. talk another uh, stock up guy. And this guy's stock. I mean, there's certain guys stocks that are up and then there's guys stocks that are kind of like through the roof. And I feel like Darius Robinson from his. Missouri. We talked about him a little yesterday. I mean, he had another fantastic day today. Um, when I look at him and I think about a player that comps to him, I'm thinking Zadarius Smith. And if you and for me to see that, his ability to win inside, his ability to rush with power on the outside, his ability to play the run physically, he's he's an NFL starting player right now. Mm-hmm. And he plays hard, he plays physical, and I think he just deserves a ton of credit because he was on a guy, like I remember I was talking to some people, I think Jim Nagy was on our podcast, my other podcast that I do, and he was like, oh, he's probably a third round pick. And now I'd say emphatically he's a he's a first. He's a high high second, maybe high second to like mid first round pick all of a sudden, just because of how physical and how dominant he's looked here. So really happy for him. And then we wanted to give a couple honorable mentions and really um, on the inside, um, I'm sorry, Keelan Marshall from uh, Eastern Kentucky or Western, not Western, Western Michigan, excuse me, Eastern Kentucky. That was a weird deal. Um, (laughs) Is another guy that I think is kind of in that second round range for the commanders, played very physical football, starting to come to life, big body, give him a shout out. And then the whole D line, defensive tackle, for the national team like your guy uh Tavondre Sweat has looked the part 
in every aspect. He's just fun to watch, man. Big guy, moves well, physical. Like, he bent some guy over today in a way that you don't see very often. Like, usually when you're sitting a bull, you kind of get your hands underneath and you can kind of uproot the player's momentum and kind of hop to stop, and it just didn't happen. And I've never – very rarely do you see this. And, like, in my time playing, I probably saw it one time, and then today he just got folded completely in half. And the guy – It looks like his lower back – hurts breaks yeah Yeah, it's crazy it was a crazy clip but he's been doing that every single day and then mckinley jackson the other kind of interior player there has been awesome like with him they're just so explosive they're so big and just to get two guys on the same team is crazy and then brendan fisk from florida state is a number 55 he just flashes and the thing you love about him is his effort plays defensive tackle all all three of these guys play defensive tackle and i know these are commander centric needs which is why we highlighted darius robinson and uh, keelan marsh uh the honorable mention there but these guys they just they've been playing too good not to give them a shout out on the defensive Mm -hmm. side of the football Mm -hmm. and fisk is the energizer bunny just relentless in his pass rush mckinley and sweat are just big physical dudes that are very unique so so before we move on, I'm going to drop something on you. Okay. Prepare for it. I like doing this in podcasts okay. just to get, get, get it raw from you. Yeah. All right. So who is somebody that you're buying stock on? Yeah. Right? So buying low. You think they're going to take off whether from here till the draft. They're going to take off under the radar buying low. Buying low? Buy low. Well, I feel weird because I had Darius Robinson high in our little sheet that we did. Right. I bought him before this even happened. So I was on the Darius Robinson train. Okay. And so now, does that count or do I have to buy someone now? No, right now. Oh, right now. God. You got a little oh, bit. You oh. got a little bit. Okay. I got, I got someone for you. Let me get the name real quick so I don't mess it up. It is, it's on this sheet. There's two guys I'm going to give you. Okay. One is Miles Cole. Miles Cole today had an excellent pass rush rep. Very, very physical. Uh, knocked, um, you know, Christian Jones down, down a guy that we were talking about. His physical traits, his explosiveness are so awesome to see. Uh, and I think he's a guy that can develop into a more consistent varsity caliber NFL football player, which is something that you're looking for. The other guy is Adasa Isaac from Penn State. Yes. No one's really talking about him. Like everyone talks about Chop, and we talk about him with Trevor Sikkema, and Trevor Sikkema likes him a lot. But when you watch him, he's got some juice. He's got some juice. He's got some power. He reminds me of like a poor man's Chris Braswell in this draft, right? So Chris Braswell, he's kind of in that late first, early second round. And I think Isaac's kind of right in that same group. So I'm buying him. I'm he buying. He could be a guy that the commanders definitely target. A hundred percent. And yeah. I think Miles Cole, again, Miles Cole, I think after this week, he went from like a fourth round pick. I think he'll probably be like a third round pick just to see because when you see him move around, you're just like, that's unique. And let's say tomorrow he comes out and is because he was okay the first day. He was good today. Let's say he's great tomorrow. I think you're talking about a guy again that by low, he's going to test well at the combine. Both those guys are. So maybe those are the two guys you're looking at there in terms of stock up, stock down type of situations. Love it. Yeah. And then so now we got to do a stock down. Just kind of a bummer. Stock down. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not rag on them. We're just going to be like, you know, it wasn't a great day. Yeah, so let's just tomorrow, do that. Tomorrow will be better. Brandon Coleman, TCU. I had him as one of my favorite guards. Mm. He played tackle in college, moved to guard, is having a hard time at guard. Did a couple things at tackle today, looked a little bit better, so maybe he's just kind of figuring out the guard scenario. But again, a guy that I had higher expectations for and has not quite found his footing. But, you know, it's don't overreact to the senior bowl, right? So maybe that's a good opportunity for him. Yeah, I mean, yesterday we were saying that the quarterback play wasn't up to par for... They played a lot better the today. played a lot better today. 
So yeah, yeah it's we, we, these are. It's less of the stock is going down and we don't want to see these guys anymore. It's like we just wasn't a great day. We want it. We're rooting for him yeah. tomorrow. That's all. hundred percent. And so, um, and then for offensive linemen, stock up, stock down. Uh, again, uh, Delmar Glaze from Maryland is a guy that I liked coming in, kind of in the same category, at least in my listings, as Christian Jones. And so both those guys are doing a good job. Christian Jones came down a little bit. Like first day, Christian Jones was the best offensive lineman here. Today he's down a little bit, probably more in that like kind of B plus kind of range as opposed to A plus. So still doing a good job, just not doing excellent. And then I think Delmar Glaze went from probably like a B minus to a B plus, A minus type of range today. Just very consistent, played a little bit of guard, matches up well with pass rushers. And, you know, it's just good to see big men who are technically sound, who've played a lot of football that could come into the commander's organization and I think to make some waves in terms of helping out the offensive line rotation. And another mm-hmm. guy, honorable mention, is Jeremy Flax from Kentucky. Biggest, heaviest player here. He's 360 pounds. And when you you see that number on a sheet, your expectation is that they're going to be slow. They're going to be kind of plodding. He's got excellent feet. I think also has some guard flexibility and has had a really solid day. Like, again, some powerful guys. Like I mentioned Miles Cole. Miles Cole tried to bull rush him today after bull rushing Christian Jones, and he's just like... I'm, th- I'm 360, bro. Like, come on, what are we doing here? And so it's cool to see guys that I guess I wasn't aware of really coming in and having a good day. So both those guys stock up. And I don't know if they're second round guys. They're probably more third round guys, but maybe third and fourth. But another solid day, you never know, right? They come in and they're, and they're really productive and they're making themselves a ton of money, which is always exciting. So now stock down, huh? Stock yeah, down. Yeah, got to do it. Stock down. And this one is kind of tough so it's kind of two players that they're slashed and they're they're slashed for different reasons one is uh jaheem bell and i liked jaheem bell's film a lot because i felt like he was an explosive playmaker even though that he didn't have your traditional measurables like for the tight end position he's the tight end out of florida state he's six one he measured in at six one he was listed at six three Measuring at 6'1", he's 244 pounds. So that extra two inches that he lost in terms of weigh-in from what he's listed at Florida State, State, I think that hurts him a little bit. And then I was expecting him to come in and be almost a wide receiver. I think my combat gave you was like, he reminds me of Debo Samuels watching his college stuff. And we just haven't seen that kind of athlete. He's been good for a tight end. He runs well. Hasn't caught the ball super effectively. The, the breaks and the cuts that you saw from college haven't been here, you know, and so he doesn't have that elite superpower ability to create separation the way that I thought he would. And he's not going to compete in line because he's not big enough. So do you feel like for guys like that, if they go to the combine and put up good numbers that that will give people maybe like, Oh, well, there's something here. Absolutely. We saw it in college. It's not happening at the senior bowl, but then look at his combine numbers. So like how much does the combine and those measurements and those 40 times, and those uh, shuttles, like doing w- with that, can that erase what you see here? Sometimes. Yeah. So like, I think a good example of this is uh, Jared Wiley. Jared Wiley's having a very good week at tight end. And the only reason I'm comparing them is because they're, they're in the same class, right? They're in the same group. And so Jared Wiley's had a great week. He's been very physical. He's caught the ball. Well, he's caught the ball about the same as bell. Um, big guy adds in the run game adds in the pass game. Win, win, right? The thing with bell is he needs to add, a copious amount of value in the passing game because he's not going to add in the run game the same way Jared does. So when Jared goes to the combine, he could run a probably like a high four, six, low four, seven. You're still like that guy is a value add at the tight end position, right? 
Then you look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah Bell. He's got to run like a four, four, you know, like, like really low four, five, four, four, 40 time to kind of get people to a race. Cause then that's an athlete you can work with and you can win with. Okay. I'm not sure after watching him here, he's going to run that fast. Yeah. So what is his role now? And what does he do well for you? Is he a fullback? Is he an H back? What's that role look like for you? So that, that's why it's tough for him. It's, and it's and it's not through his effort because I think he's been fine here. He's worked hard. He's been you can tell he's got great energy at practice. It's just like the problem is where do you use him as a football player? And it's very unclear. And in the NFL does not do well categorizing undefined players. And the other guy for me, um, and again he's hurt, so I don't want to like kill him too bad. Is Johnny Wilson because. I think we talked about it yesterday. His it's not his on-field stuff; it's his off-field demeanor. It's like how he walks around in between drills. I want guys that are energetic and excited about being here. And sometimes I'm a little like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much you love football, so that's a hard thing to to kind of quantify. But he's hurt, so maybe he wasn't feeling good. Yeah, I was so, going to push back just a yeah. little bit because, to be fair, we were we like you said today. Yeah, we saw like uh, there was a little drill going on with uh, DBs and wide receivers. So they're doing a it's a punt it's a punt it's a vice drill, right? And so yes. a vice drill like if I'm if I'm a scout, I go stand near the vice drill. And it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the the best evaluation tools for just like football players. Explain a vice drill because we have people yeah, that okay. like, it, this is audio form, so yeah. it's hard to like. So a vice drill is basically simulating what you get on a punt. So like on a punt, you have a, a usually, gunner. yeah, a single side on a gunner, and then you have a double team on one side. And if you want to know who loves football, like watch somebody get double team on a punt. Like that is a come to God moment. Like you have to, it's you versus them and you're fighting for your life. And if you show any type of, uh, physicality or, um, aptitude for that, like I'm going to bet on you as a football player. And so for example, uh, Ryan from Southern Missouri, the guy that we've been talking about over the last couple of days, he wins his rep, you know? So he's a guy who's been catching the football consistently and wins his rep. Other guys get up there, thrash, gets thrown out the club, doesn't have that same physicality. And so I want to see Dudes come in there and compete in like kind of a no-win situation and see what you get out of it. Like, yeah, dude, you're, it's le- it's evaluating the dog in them. The, that's a great way to put it. You're evaluating the dog. So we're sitting there, and Johnny Wilson's turn comes up, and he kind of takes a step back. And it's and so we were getting really. I was. You see getting, him kind of like floating around, yes, and never quite stepping up. So we're like, this dude wants no part of this drill. Yes, and um, that kind of was like how he was yesterday. And you know, yesterday he's talking to the trainer. He's like pointing to his ribs, and they're talking through it. And again, he goes in the locker room. So I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? But it could have just been like, yeah, his ribs. And he's was, like, I'm not. I'm trying, not going to, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to make to, money here. Correct. I'm not going to put that on the line. So we were ragging on him in the moment. Yep. But then when we saw the rib thing, we're like, I hope he gets better. I hope we see him do that drill. Yeah. Cause I want to see, cause again, maybe that's me selfishly as a talent evaluator. Cause I want to see, I want to see that dog. Do you got it? Are you willing, like Xavier Leggett did the drill probably four or five times. He was blocking as the double vice guy. He was trying to get through the vice. That's a guy who loves football and he Same started glad yeah Lad was getting in there and he starts and he started his career as a special teams guy so like he sees the value of it and i and i and again if this is for all you kind of pseudo scouts out there it's what those guys the receivers the dbs do that is not required for the position how do they tackle how do they block and this was a great opportunity for him to be like for everybody to be like i'm that dude i'm not afraid 
And he didn't have the opportunity probably because of the injury. So again, we're not killing him, but that was a point. That was a talking point for today. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it. Right, Jason? For, that's all the stock up and stock down? I think so, right? Yeah, that's then three. we need to get to the guy that does the NFL stock exchange, the real guy, <laughs> with Trevor Sycamore, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, he's, so here's the interview with him. Enjoy it. Right now. Welcome into the Ticket to the Draft. I'm Logan Paulson here with a very, very special guest today. We have Trevor Sikma, the lead draft analyst for PFF. Man, thank you so much for joining us. What have you thought of the first two days, day and a half of uh, the Senior Bowl? Man, it's been it's been great. I mean, going into this week, I, I looked at this roster, and just on paper, it was one of the most talented rosters uh, that I can remember at the Senior Bowl in a long, yeah. long time. And it's definitely lived up to the billing, I think, especially in the trenches. Both teams, the American team, the national team, you got guys battling. And, and I think what I love the most about it is Certainly this is the case in the trenches, but even on all the positions, they're really competitive. And I think Mm -hmm. the coaches are doing a really good job of making this a competitive event. They're all coming in here and they know it's a job interview, right? They know that everybody's watching them. Basically every single move that they make is going to get broken down. But the coaches need to do a good job, or the best ones do, of reminding you, hey, it's still all about just competing and having fun. And I think they're doing a great job of that. When it comes to the one-on-one periods and the competitive periods, you know, they're letting these guys, they'll be like, okay, this person, all right, who you want to go up against? And then, you know, they're calling somebody out. And so then there's there's like a lot on the line and it's good. It's really good competition, really good camaraderie. And I think we're getting the most out of a, a really talented group here in Mobile. Yes, yeah, so you said it's really talented. Uh, you know, for people who aren't, you know, 24-7 draft Knicks, what about it makes it so talented? Is it, is it the number of first-round draft picks? Is it the number of top 100 picks? Like, how do you say that this is a this is a solid senior role group? Yeah, I think that anytime you're talking about an all-star event, certainly this year it's been a little bit different because it is the first time when underclassmen have been yep. able to come to all of these events. But normally, when you look at upperclassmen, you go, okay, these are guys who instead of foregoing you know some extra eligibility to leave the draft early they stayed in for whatever reason you know scouts maybe didn't give them as high of a grade so it's not often that I, I guess not, I shouldn't say not often it's not overwhelming that you get a ton of first round picks here in this event like sometimes you just don't really at these premium positions and this year pass rusher offensive tackle we've even got quarterbacks here wide receivers these guys that could be not only those first round picks but you mentioned top 50 top 100 yeah. it's just littered with a lot of those guys and a lot of those top players are here yeah and i know the commander drivers are picking at number two and i feel like we're pretty locked in at quarterback there you mentioned some of those top guys you know the latu latus the talisi Fulagas, yeah. um, tyler guidens those yes. guys that are kind of pushing themselves in the first round that's not as relevant for the commanders. We are, you know, we're picking a 35, picking a 38. Anybody out here today that you're like, man, that would be excellent value, let's say at edge rusher, offensive line, linebacker, tight end, one of those positions, you're like, man, this guy's really had an excellent couple of days here or a day and a half yeah linebacker and tight end it's a little more tricky i mean you've got some guys who have been able to stand out i think you know peyton wilson from nc state uh he's, he's, a, he's a tremendous from, he's a tremendous athlete he is a, he is a great athlete he's unfortunately got an injury history just because it's a violent game and he's played it a long time <laughs> but i mean he is healthy out here not wearing any kind of knee braces nothing like that and so he's been flying around you do you like think see that. do you think he's a guy that would be there at the top of the second or is he more of a third round player because of the injury, injury yeah history? probably yeah. i think that he's probably more of a mid-round pick i know nfl teams really like like him for what he's been able to do when he's on the field sure. but to me he's probably somebody who's to be honest like closer to a fourth round pick than a second sure. round pick but you know it's probably that sweet spot maybe late third round something like that where you could probably see him come off the board the two Notre Dame linebackers uh JT Bertrand uh Maris Leofau I think that those guys have a lot of potential played really well I think Bertrand has been a very good vocal leader I was gonna say he's kind of dapping everybody up yeah, absolutely really man. and you love to see that like that 
is so important for that, I mean, you know, middle of that defense. Yeah. That you've got to be able to communicate with everybody. You can't be too shy about it. And so when you see a guy who gets to come out to these all-star events and immediately has the confidence mm. to communicate, I think it's important. It's a little thing that you note even outside of the play. So, you know, with those guys, maybe not those early second-round picks. I think tight end's probably the same way. You know, I like Theo Johnson from Penn State. I like what, do, what do you like about him? He's huge, first yeah, and foremost. I mean, like, he's six foot Big six. fella. Dude, he's like six foot six, you know, 260 pounds, something like that. Caught and, the ball well, I thought. Which is surprisingly, good. I mean, yeah. You, you need that. And with him being a little bit bigger, you know, he's not like a Jatavian Sanders or a Brock Bowers, yeah. these guys that can be potential top 50 picks with his fluidity, you know, how quickly he can stop and change direction. But when you look at a player who is of his size, you go, okay, we you play in this slot, we you play in line, you can survive it both because you've got the strength to be able to do it. But then that vertical ability, you yeah. mentioned the catching ability. Something that I like about him is the huge catch radius. Yeah. He's trying to be very conscious about making the most of that, always yeah. extending the arms to go catch it. And so versatile player there. And, and, we and have, I think um, that, he get, that he's had a pretty Good week. And the commanders have a guy named John Bates, a big blocking Y, kind of yep. fits in the same mold as I'd say a Theo Johnson. Is there kind of a move piece, an F, a guy that kind yes. of creates mismatches again? Because you're, you're, you're like you're saying, this is a very unusual tight end class. There's yeah. not there's the, the the peak very high, and then there's some very solid football players, but nobody that kind of screams at you necessarily. Jaheim Bell from the tight end uh, yeah. group is, is somebody who I would tight end air quotes there, right? Well, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> is 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 I mean, at, when he was at South Carolina before he was at Florida State. There were games where they didn't really have any running backs due to injury, and this guy played running back. Yeah. Like they'd hand, they genuinely hand him the ball out of the backfield <laughs> from regular running back spots, and so he's been used as a running back, a fullback, a wing back, an inline tight end, mm. a slot receiver, and so he is just a fantastic all-around athlete. Mm. You know, he's not as big, not as tall, not as. Uh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to insult the strength here because he probably beat me up <laughs> if he hears this. But you know, he's just not as imposing as some of these guys who have a little bit more right. mass on him. But he's somebody who we saw yesterday. Ran a beautiful corner route mm-hmm. that Michael Pratt threw just right under him, and it's like it, that's the kind of stuff that he can attack the leverages of safeties. You know, if you're not playing, if you're playing any sort of cover two, he's somebody who can get to the sideline before the safeties are able to break down on you. So he is somebody who you mentioned that kind of move versatile tight end piece. He'd be the guy that I bring. And up. then Ben Sinat, I mean, he's a guy that kind of sure. fits in a similar category. Yes. Uh, you know, a little bit. I don't know, kind of again, like kind of a tweener in terms of does he play fullback, does he play F? Yes. Do you have any thoughts on him? Uh, comes from a super athletic family. Does I think, he really? I think I read he played eight sports growing up. <laughs> it's, it's like hockey, basketball, baseball, football, yeah. golf. Like, And it's just, I think teams really like that. I remember yeah. when I was at the Combine last year, Pete Carroll uh, made a point to emphasize, oh, we always look for multi-sport mm-hmm. athletes growing up because those are often the ones where – you could tell they're just very naturally athletic and yeah. they love to compete no matter what it is. Like, oh, okay, the game of football, yes, they do. But even if it's something like tossing paper in a trash can, sure. it's like, okay, I want to beat you at that too. Yeah. And when you play a lot of different sports, you have a lot of competitive juices that are naturally kind of flowing through you. So Sonata is that same kind of a player like Jaheim Bell where you can use him in a lot of different ways. Kansas State absolutely did this past yeah. year. And so he's somebody who, again, comes a little bit smaller of a size. You're probably not going to want him to line up as a tight end one in line next mm. to an offensive tackle going up against these strong five-tech defensive ends. But in terms of a move piece, a chess piece that might be a little annoying where sure. the defense is like, okay, well, now we got to adjust. Now we got to move around. That That's somebody who uh, kind of fits And our role. fans keep asking about a guy named Johnny Wilson, the big Florida State wide receiver. Yeah, I bet they do. And, you know, he's uh, he's an interesting guy to me because I feel like he's not necessarily built to play tight end, mm-hmm. but he's got a receiving skill set. He, he sinks his hips well when he runs routes. Like, could he could he make the transition or is he, is he just kind of more of a big slot guy? How, how would you categorize him? I don't know. I know. I, I mean, a lot of people look at the size and actually think, oh, okay, yeah. he could be a tight end because uh, just – 
the way that he is built, you know, I saw a picture of him standing next to, you know, you know a normal human yesterday, and I tweeted <laughs> out, and I was like, this is football Victor Wembanyama. That's how it looks like with him standing next to somebody. But you love the cat. I mean, when you talk about him versus other wide receivers that are in the NFL right now, height, weight, arm length, wingspan, we're either 98th or 99th yeah, percentile for wide receivers. Huge man. And when you change that to, uh, when you change that over to tight end, it goes, his weight goes all the way down to the third percentile mm. of tight ends. He's just not built like yeah. one. And so when people go, oh, just throw some extra weight on him and have him play tight end, I don't think it's that easy. I think he is more of just, if you want to call him a tight end and play him mainly in the slot, fine. But I just think he's more of an outside slot wide receiver. He moves really well, well. for a player of his size. Something that I noted in his scouting report is he has a, he has a, a diverse set of releases mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I'm watching I him. Agree on the line of scrimmage with like you know like one two releases split releases diamond releases i mean like he's setting guys up he's attacking leverage the really the only thing with him is it is a receiver's job to not only get open but catch Catch the ball ball. (laughs) he's got to catch the football man i mean he's just got to be stronger at the catch point and if he is i think he could have a long nfl career because of how unique he is built yeah i like the way you characterize that stronger at the catch point because i think his hands are fine but it's like it's like when there's those contested catch moments he doesn't really excel in those situations but again i I agree with you not a true tight end but maybe like a mark marcus colston type guy big slot player whatever whatever you're looking for there but let's talk about those second round picks right those and i think we're feeling maybe offensive line there and like you're saying, there's a lot of guys that are very talented. A lot of guys that, like when you when you look at the look at the sheet, you know, we're six seven, we're three fifteen, and we've got 34 inch arms. Anybody in that group, you're like, man, this would be a great piece as an offensive tackle fitting in here for the Washington Commanders. Are you saying just in general, or here at the Senior Bowl? Uh, so here at the Senior Bowl. I mean, it's your call. I mean, like, you're the draft expert. I'm going <laughs> to defer to you, man. We can do both. Why don't we pick one from here and one from whoever you had on mind? No. So I mean, when I when I think of the offensive tackles that have played really well here, Tyler Guyton is. Somebody that I think would have been a great pick for them. I don't know if he lasts to the second. Yeah, round it feels like point. he's playing his way into the Oklahoma some money. offensive tackle. I mean, he is another person who is just highly competitive yesterday. Yeah. Just, I mean, every single rep. We talk about somebody who really wanted to go up against the best. He was seeking out Chris Braswell, the S really? rusher from Alabama, and there was a point in practice yesterday where they blew the whistle for the one-on-one drill to end, and he was about to go up against Braswell. And he was like, <laughs> damn, like he he was like pissed. Yeah, animated about they stopped it. Stopped the rep. But, you know, he ended up getting that rep um, later in the practice, and he actually got the better of Braswell. So uh, he's somebody who I think is still kind of that fringe end of the first round, mm. early part of the second round. He might be somebody that, hey, if Washington loves him, you have those extra second round mm, picks. Yeah. Maybe use a little bit of ammo to go up and get him. I love Tulise Fuaga, but, I mean, he's not going to he's he's, not he's not going to make it to the second round. Somebody who, okay, I'll, I'll throw this guy out like there. What about, like, Kingsley I was just okay. about to say him right. for BYU. This is a great minds think alike, former, Jason. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> so, former five-star recruit, uh-huh. just a really well-built offensive tackle, but when you watch him over the last couple of years, started his career at Oregon, ended it at BYU, he moves really well. He's super powerful, but I want to see him, when he gets hands on guys, you've got to be able to lock guys down. Sometimes in college, these players who are just really physically gifted, they're, they they shove. They're like shovers. Where yeah. they'll, they'll stay in front of somebody, and they'll give you a good push, but if when, when you get locked up with somebody, if you don't really have the grip strength and the hand placement to get inside and really control right. them, the best ed, the pass rushers are, even if you bump them off of their spot a little bit, mm-hmm. they'll come back and give you a different pass rush. Yeah. So you got to be better at that. And I think that's the next progression for Kingsley, who does have a lot of potential, who I could absolutely see being a target for them at the beginning of the second round. And I'm just going to throw some other names at you. We got Patrick Paul here from a frame standpoint, kind of fits that bill. We yeah. got uh, Chris Johnson from Texas. Is that his name? Jones. Christian Jones. Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
and then um, who's the gentleman from Missouri? Very tall. Oh, kind Javon of, Foster. Yes, yeah. Right. So those guys, I, I kind of, I don't know where you feel yeah. they are, but I feel like if they have a good week here, we could be talking about them in that range so, potentially. So Paul is somebody who I could definitely see early second round consideration for him just because he is six foot seven. He's massive. And, and, and what I like a lot about Patrick Paul is I watched his tape two years ago and he graded really well in our system even two years ago, certainly as a pass blocker. But I watched him and I was like, mm, I don't know, man. I mean, he was very top heavy. He's very he technically was, raw. He, was, he yeah. was very hunched over. Mm-hmm. The weight was too much on his toes. You could tell that he was lunging. You know, it was really that good pass rush or sorry, pass blocking grade was more of he was just so big. big guys, yeah. guys couldn't get around him in the Big 12. But this past year way different he got his hamstrings and his glutes are way more flexible he can actually sit down there's more weight on his Mm. heels he's got that flat back and you can see that his run his run blocking grades are better this year because he's got more power he's channeling more power from his feet because he has better posture because he can sink his hips a little bit further and that's something i love and i've seen that a little bit here in the senior bowl so i think that second round definitely for him in consideration there christian jones has had a really good senior bowl i'm really excited to see him in this next practice that we got coming up here because after that first Day. He Did was awesome. you're kind of a surprise guy, right? Because a little bit because he's a man, a sixth year player, I yeah. think. He played he, a lot of football. He has started 48 games in his wow. Texas career. And, and you kind of get to the point where, okay, sure, experience is a valuable asset, but then you go, why are you still in school? You know, like if, mm. if you've been a starter for that long, if you are really NFL caliber talent, yeah. why'd you stay in school so long? And I think it's just because he's not the best athlete out there, but you see that experience from what we saw yesterday. I mean, the hand placement was excellent. Mm. He was so poised. He was under control. There was no panic when he was going to get up against all different sorts of pass rushers. So he's somebody who I think is playing his way into that in mid-round consideration, yeah. third round, fourth round, something sure. like that. And, um, oh, Foster. Foster's probably the same way. Another guy graded really well for us, did his job very, very well as a starter over the past two or three seasons with Missouri. He's just somebody, again, who does not More have... developmental, maybe. Yeah, and it's just... I don't know if I just don't know if he's an elite caliber athlete. Sure. He plays the position so smart. You know, yeah. like when he knows that edge I agree. Is- I see what you're saying. Because there's times where you're like, is that the right kind of bend? Is that the right type of body position? Right, right. And it just, when it's an elite guy, it looks a certain way. Yes. And it doesn't quite look that way for him. But maybe, I don't know, maybe he works his way into something special there. I don't but know. But there are a couple of reps where, yeah, maybe, I, I haven't necessarily seen this at the Senior Bowl, but I saw it on his tape where he goes, okay, I know this guy lined up against me is fast. He's going to try to hit my outside shoulder and come up the arc. Yeah. So he he will try to jump set him and get yeah, hands right. on early to try to mitigate maybe what his weaknesses are. And part of being a smart player is not only knowing the things that you do well, but maybe the things that you don't. Sure. And it really mitigating some of those weaknesses. And I do think that Foster does that to be a, a potential solid player. Yeah, so I think that's a good thing for the commanders. Lots of talented pieces just about kind of deciding, again, we don't have a head coach. We don't have offensive core, defense coordinator, like how those guys fit in. But there are some talented pieces there for sure. Let's talk about edge rusher real quick. I know you got to go here in a second. But there, you said there's a lot of talented guys here. Are there guys you're like man that would be perfect for that top of the second round type of grade I think Adiza Isaac's a really solid player from Penn State he's out here right now and Chop Robinson gets a lot of the um the love the the, pub the love the pub yeah right from Penn State just because of how explosive he is but I think Isaac's put together a couple really solid seasons he's playing well um more explosive than I thought here in person actually and and that's the thing man I watch his film and I'm like I think people are sleeping on him I think people 
I, I don't want to call people lazy when they say this because it's natural, but like you look at the more explosive guy on one side and you go, oh, okay, that means just the more dependable edge setter is yeah. probably on the other side. And I think Isaac is a pretty dang good run defender, but he's also got more juice than I think people give him credit yeah, for. I agree. So he has played, he, I, I think he has done well. Austin Booker is somebody who's really interesting from Kansas. From Kansas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is somebody who has not put it all together yet, but kind of like you talked about earlier, a developmental guy. Yeah. I mean, super long arms. With high he's ceiling. It's, it's developmental with a high ceiling. Dude, I think. he had a spin move in the 11 on 11 period earlier today that was an absolute clean win and would have Goldberg speared <laughs> Michael Penix or Bo Nix, whoever it was that was sitting yeah. back there at quarterback. And so it's flashes like that that you go, man, that's some athletic potential that you love. So those are two guys that just recently yeah. uh, off of today that, that really flashed. And then with that second group, obviously you got Braswell in there and yep. you've got the gentleman from Missouri, the defensive end, number six. I can't yeah, remember his name. Darius Robinson. Yeah, I mean, so both those guys, to me, when you just watch the when you watch practice history, like these are varsity caliber players. And I like the way that you put it there because when you watch Braswell, I was even just down there before before the real practice started. You know, yeah. kind of just yeah, going through the warm up yeah. uh, defensive line drills, and they're going through just kind of like the get off drill where it's like, okay, whistle blows, boom, you get off the ball, get in yeah. your first couple of steps, and very clearly Braswell was better than everybody else yeah. at that. And his speed to power is incredible. I do think that that top of the second round, great spot for him. Robinson, people seem to be maybe second round high on him I, I wasn't that high on him you know he's been a interior defensive lineman for started his career there for his first three years yeah. that he was at Missouri this but also past also year. kind of playing that five technique that it's it's a challenging position to be super productive at. And, and that's true but and, and you know what he does well the top value that he's going to bring is a heavy-handed five technique yeah. defensive end it's not like he's going to flash at this event more than other guys. This event's really for the speedier types of players, the guys that win really quickly. And he's not going to win super quickly, but damn, this dude's going to set the edge well for you. So <laughs> I think that that's what, you know, maybe a little bit of lack of pass rush might be why he's not necessarily an early second-round pick. But for the commanders, if they end up going with a different position, an offensive lineman, something at uh, at the top of the second round, which, by the way, Jordan Morgan from Arizona, I just oh, thought that's right. That's right. he's absolutely yep. a target for them as well. Really like his guard tackle versatility but Robinson all of a sudden becomes somebody that you might be able to target and get in the the mid-rounds third fourth round something like that so yeah you earned your paycheck for this interview right all these names all these kind of fringe guys let's talk about what they're going to do at number two right I mean yep. that's an easier one to talk about yeah obviously I think quarterback right that's kind of the direction I think most seems people seems like it <laughs> seems, seems like, like it, it. unless yeah. you trade out of it I guess I don't know why you would do that do you have a favorite at the moment for two yeah I, I for me the favorite is whoever is left on the board between Caleb Williams and Drake May like I I, I do think that those guys are 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 the clear one and two for me right oh, now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 So I like Jaden Daniels yeah. a lot. I mean, obviously, the, the year that he's had, and even beyond just how impressive he was this past season, the progression of Jaden Daniels has been awesome. You mm. go back to the Arizona State days, and I, I remember watching him very, very early on. I think when he was a redshirt freshman, true sure. freshman. And he was very clearly a long ball or I'm going to take off and run. Sure. Like we're going to take off it like we're going to be a part of the rushing attack. We're going to get the safeties to creep up and then we're going to take the deep shot. He wasn't really reading the field. His accuracy was pretty spotty. And that was kind of the story of him at Arizona State. He goes over to LSU. Now this wasn't this past year. This was the year before. You could tell he made a mental note, I'm going to take care of the football. He had mm -hmm. one of the lowest turnover-worthy play rates in the country because of it, but the average depth of target, the big-time throws, the touchdowns, those were also down. Sure. So then this year, he's like, okay, now I'm going to build off of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go off of what I did last year. I'm going to become more of a downfield passer with some of those now good habits when it comes to not turning the ball over. And we saw a Heisman Trophy winner this past sure. year. So really talented football player. But to me, I still think that 
the tier one conversation is between those top two guys, Drake May. So, so why is that? Because when you watch Drake May in 2023, it's a little bit of regression, kind of like not the same level, but kind of like Sam Howell's regression the year before. Right. Lost, some, lost some pieces. And then Jane Daniels, I thought, you know, if you're just looking at that 2023 tape, yep. it's like he's significantly better. So how, do, how would you justify that to me? So I would tell you that Caleb Williams, you kind of got to look at the whole picture, not just what we had this past year. And when you go even back to Oklahoma, he has played at an elite level sure. every single season. And for as much as Caleb Williams did have his struggles this year, I mean, it was really only that like three or four yeah. game stretch in the middle of the He's season excellent. that everybody remembers. But yeah. other than that, I, I, you y'all have heard this. He makes the throws that very few people can make. He's very talented. Like him, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Like it's dudes like that that just from crazy. I, I throw Matthew Stafford in there as well. These crazy arm angle yeah. throws off platform. It's just. What he's able to do, it's it, it's magic. Like yeah. it, it is the it is the swing of the bat for the home run that you need to <laughs> right. put your franchise in a spot to win a Super Bowl. Plus, obviously, DC kid, hometown yeah. story. I'd like that connection there. Drake May, most big time throws in college football over the last two years. I mean, oh, last nobody two years. has yeah. had more big time throws than this dude. Is the ball placement elite? No, but I think it's I think it is certainly good enough, especially for a guy that is only a junior coming out of college mm. with those two years of starting. I think his arm talent can give you every throw in the world. I love how he goes through progressions, and I like how fearless he is over the middle of the field, too. Mm. That is something that's very key. If you don't have a, a natural great point, confidence actually. to attack the middle of the field, you're not going to be able to put enough stresses on defenses at the NFL level to really hurt him. And for Daniels, that is something that I'm still looking from him, attacking over the middle of the field with consistency and Fantastic point. getting past those that first read. Now, I'm not saying that he's only a first read and run kind of a quarterback, but he is such a weapon with his legs that that is his style. Right. So I think that if you are drafting him to be in an offense that's much more in the pocket, much more go through progressions, it's going to take a little bit for him to go, okay, mm. I need to speed this up. I need to change how I look at the field. And like I said, you've just got to, you've got to be willing to attack the middle of the field uh, more than we saw from Daniel. Yeah, I think that's year. a great point. That's something I, I think you, a lot of people lose in terms of the evaluation is like the middle of the field stuff at the NFL level is, is a huge deal. Yep. It's, it's, it's the, it's the offense. Um, favorite prospect in the entire draft. And then we'll get you out of here. Wow. Um, so you're on the spot, man. You know what? I will give you. You know what? It's 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 Leatu Latu from UCLA. It, I mean, like, it, I mean, it has to be. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about what the what the 40 time the and the combine is, be, is going yeah. to do to his draft stock. But no one has been more productive than this dude over the last two years at getting after the passer. Elite pass rush grades in both the last two seasons. Uh, pass rush win percentage above 23 percent over the last two years. I mean, like that's just that's crazy high. That, that's that's Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons type of pass rush win percentage numbers. Now, obviously, it's in college, not the NFL, but that's the level of sure. success that we're talking about with what he's going up against and the thing I love the most about him is yeah okay the arm length is is shorter than you'd want it to be he might not be as explosive as, as, as these other guys when it comes to the combine testing but there was a rep specifically today that we watched yeah. in practice where he got he got slowed down a little bit on a one-on-one -on -one, and you could hear the offensive line they were cheering because they thought their guy won and yeah. all of a sudden Within the span of a half a second, Latu got his hand around, boom, push pull. All yeah. of a sudden, the the old lineman's flying by him, and he just got a sack on the court. Like the rep yeah. wasn't over. He's, he's fantastic. And it's just the moves, the counters. Just he's so quick with his hand usage. It I it just have a hard time feeling like that's not going to be extremely impressive at the NFL level. So I've I've loved Latu even going back to our summer scouting series. And so I I, I got to stick that's with him. That's your guy. I, keep him out. I think that's a great pick. And uh, you know, if you guys listen at home, like this content. 
content. Trevor, you've got your own podcast, right? The NFL yes. Stock Exchange Podcast. Yes. Which Jason and I listen to all the time. You do a great job I on that. I appreciate it, man. So thank, thank you. you so much. It's like sitting next to a celebrity today, you know? Get to meet our heroes. <laughs> Dude, it's you awesome. played in the league. What and are you, you talking didn't, about? You didn't disappoint. I just, I'm you just on meet a heroes, podcast, right? but I appreciate you, man. <laughs> no, thank man. You. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, that's it. Man, that was so much fun talking to Trevor. And, you know, he has so much great insight. So that was awesome. I uh, really enjoy him, man. Yeah, he's, he's just a really dialed in guy. And it's fun to talk about a guy who's super, super dialed His in. His recall is incredible. Like, I just learned so much. Yeah. So much from him. He's awesome. Um, and so, but that's going to do it for today's show. But we have another show tomorrow. More kind of finalizing our Senior Bowl practice review. On Friday, we have a regular Command Center podcast that's with Fred, Santana, myself, and we are probably going to do, Jason, a mock draft. Yeah, right? I think that's what I'm going to uh, schedule for you guys. Yeah. You're going to have, uh, you each have done a top 10 yeah. mock, and uh, I think we're going to do some sort of mock draft. Yeah, probably, at least do. at least the top 10 to start, yeah. you know. Which is interesting, because all three of you have, like, you vary very quickly. In terms of who, what's going on Yeah, there. like, I think within three picks yeah. you all are all over the place absolutely so, and you know how fred is fred, <laughs> fred, fred likes to just be contrarian but but again if you want to get that content make sure yeah. you like and subscribe here and then we will do a full senior bowl recap including the game that'll come out sometime next week so to make sure you get that content please make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podca- podcast we really appreciate your support